Recording from gloomy and gray, South Central PA, it's Todd and Brett Wiley from the Bench Time Podcast from HOScaleCustoms.com. That is no lie, man. Man, today wasn't wasn't really gloomy. It was like... It was like... Windy. It was sunny. Windy. If you had to put bricks in your pants so you didn't fly yeah, away. It's like 40 mile an hour wind, man. <laughs> I had Crazy. To tie, I'd tie a boulder around my dog's collar just so he wouldn't fly out of the yard when I took him out to piss. So right, We had the front door to my, my company. Uh, my boss opened the front door. And, <laughs> it and blows open? It, it, we have a, you know, in the center, in the <laughs> lobby area, then all our, our offices are right off of that. And he opened it up and it, it like... It sucked the papers off my desk. It was uh, in my office, which I have separate walls, and it's so you know it, it's just a suction from opening that door. It was crazy. Yeah, well, we were sitting in my office. It wasn't and the wind that blew it. It was a suction from opening the door it was, out. It was, it was the pressure. Never, yeah, I had the uh, I had the like wind whipping my windows, and like the seals around the windows. You could hear them whistling at my desk at my office today. So it was yeah. like. Jeez, you look out the window and it looks like one of those Weather Channel videos where the yep. hurricanes are coming in the shore and the, yep. the street signs are shaking all the shit all over the place. Right. But um, well, when I was coming home at night, it was beautiful. Uh, I was coming across the Turn Pennsylvania Turnpike Bridge across the Susquehanna River. The Turnpike, Turnpike r- Bridge across the Susquehanna. I said the Turnpike. Turnpike, yes. And um, <laughs> now I don't know if you've driven across there in the wind. I have. It's bad. Oh my. Gosh, I mean the South Bridge is bad, but the Turnpike Bridge. Well, it's oh, just worse word. because the river's there and it whips up. Yeah, but it's not as bad on some of those lower bridges towards Harrisburg. But that well, because that, that bridge that is a mile high. Oh, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> the bridge has a that bridge. You got you got to wear an oxygen mask to cross the yeah, bridge. I'm, I'm just driving, you know, just a, a low sedan. You know, yeah. I mean, it's not because it's not like a high rise SUV or anything, and it's about blowing my car across the. You know, four lanes of traffic. Yeah, imagine driving a box truck across that or something. Oh my gosh, it was crazy. So, hey, no. well, you know what? Hey, enough of that. Let's dig into this week's episode. Yeah, let's do so it. This is episode 110 of the Bench Time Podcast. Thanks for joining us. And uh, real quick, we want to give a shout out to our new patron, Rob Cottrell. Cottrell? I'm not good with names. Everyone knows that. Just laugh at me. Um, and we also wanted to. Like, that's what. That looks like it's right. Cottrell or something. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, thank you, Rob. Thanks, you Rob. You now have access to everything uh, that all of our patrons already do. If you are not part of our Facebook group, Rob, make sure you follow that link that is in the email that should have been sent to you when you signed up. Or head on over to Facebook and look up Overtime at the Bench to join our patrons-only group. Um, right. It's a lot of fun in there. Also, I wanted to thank Dazzy. You know why, Dazzy. Um Big thanks to you. He actually, Dad, you, he sent us some stickers for his YouTube oh, yeah? channel. He sent them to me. He gave us two really cool vinyl stickers with his logo, his new logo he oh, made. Oh, sweet. Um, so he sent one. He sent, it's there's two on one sheet. So when you come over, I'll give you the one. I, well, I st- you come, You're coming over here tomorrow. So yeah, right. Tomorrow. I'll bring it over. I'll put it in my briefcase. Yeah. But um, I'm cool. going gonna, gonna to stick mine on my workbench with all my other um, uh, stuff that people have sent me. I have some letters from like, Doug Fiscali and and uh, Ron Kleiss, and I have the thing, the hockey card that 
Dan Pugach gave me, so I'm gonna put my sticker up there with those trinkets and stuff that our guests have sent us, and letters and stuff. Yeah, a little bolt board like that over yeah. here too, so I can do the same thing. I think yeah. I got a I got a letter from That'd be super cool. Letter from Lynn on there. I got a bunch. I got I love fan mail, even if it's just like a little letter or a post-it car, a postcard or something. Oh, yeah. Just because I like putting it on my workbench and reading them every now and then. It's fun. So I'm gonna stick that up there with that. Thanks a lot for that sticker, Dazzy. Um, next up, real quick. This is a patron slash all listener announcement. Real quick, real quick, real quick. Um, I have a forum like ninety percent ready for our website. Cool. Uh, this is not cool. to, this is not intended to take over any other forums. Um, right. The Modelers forum is going to always be just a gigantic. Awesome. It's a Goliath worth like it's a giant resource and i'm not oh yeah i'm not gonna yeah, add they're great i'm, I'm not a part of it i'm not so i'm on it too it. occasionally but um i'm, I'm like i'm like that tonight later, i'm like right? a i'm like a a fly on the wall in there because i don't post a lot but i get i log on and and read stuff or i'll get yeah. on there i'll get on there if i'm building an older kit like this campbell's kit that you're um a voyeur. what you're a voyeur yeah i um <laughs> the f- weird oh Oh, I'll beep that one. <laughs> anyways, we just had to beep the only swear word we'll ever beep. And uh, let me write that time down. But, um, yeah, so I'll yeah, get you on. Read, you read and you don't participate. Really nice of you. Well, I, I get on there for. Yeah, yeah. I get on there for, uh, like, to look up old <laughs> kits. So when I was doing Sassin. I got I got on there to find some people who have built Sassin uh-huh. in the past, and there was a couple people that oh, yeah. put photos up of it. Um, Matt Gilf, I think Matt Gilfoyle is his name. He gave me the kit from um, Campbell Kits, the uh, Brett's Brewery, when we were down at Timonium. So thanks again. I know you're listening, Matt, but um, uh, we. I can't find any pictures of that build online unless I go to a place like the forum. So we're never going to replace the forum ever, but. Back to what we're talking about. Not I'm, our goal. I'm making a forum for show stuff, and it'll be for um, when we run contests or when we do. I know there's a lot of listeners that don't want to be on Facebook, but might want to join in on some discussion with us, get access to talking with everyone else who listens to the show, um, but not on Facebook. So right. if you're not comfortable with joining Facebook, which many of you are, and I understand your reasons for it. In fact, I have my own reasons of maybe not wanting to be on Facebook. But I have to be there for things we do. Um, right. But the uh, I would consider getting rid of it myself. Oh, uh, but I got I do I do use it for my work work too, so I can't. Right. And um, right. yeah, I get it. But anyways, the forum will be up there for show discussion, or if there's a funny topic that everyone wants us to hit, or maybe at some points we can get some of our guests on there um, to talk in, in, and some of our guests will probably join that to talk with whoever so it's more to continue discussion of what um almost like making it the third voice of our show right but off the off the air right yeah i get it so that'll be up here hopefully by the end of the weekend i have a little bit of buttoning up to do with it i'm trying to change some membership levels so i can have you guys auto join and not have to be approved but you can do a limited amount before i can approve you to post whatever you want that way i make sure you're not getting on there and and putting up you know <laughs> pictures of your or whatever it is <laughs> like there's a little bit of an there's a little bit of a hidden message behind that but uh you know i don't want to be i want to be able to moderate it a little bit so um 
it won't be open to full registration right off the bat. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we'll also have a secondary section of that where we will have a patrons only part of that. So it'll be a forum. There'll be two parts of the forum. There'll be a patrons forum and then the open show forum. Um, oh, okay, cool. So there we go. I I think forums are a great thing. I really do. Yeah. And um, it's it's great to belong to a couple of them. Um, the, you know, share the resources and and on this forum. Here are some results. Are you shut up? <laughs> are you kidding me? Here are some results. I need to talk to you. I didn't say, I didn't say that word. Anyhow, um, you know, I I think forums have a great place um, in the fact that they. Are made. It's a different for, medium, and I think you can have a different type of discussion on there. Um, right, and, and and I want us to be able to do you know anything you want to talk about. You know, obviously we'll have different categories and things. Yeah, like that. Yeah, I just but, I just want to make sure we're not. I don't want to duplicate a category that's already on the modelers forum. Absolutely, I'll never no, add I, a category yeah. that's already there because it, I agree. I don't that that's a whole that that I don't want to take over that void that over. I don't want no. to take over that part of that. Nope, or not, take anything not, not away from the modelist form. I'm trying to right. just add a discussion for, um, like, continue the discussion from our show, basically. Right. So, because right. yeah. I know be there could be a lot of really interesting stuff that we're missing. Like, mm-hmm. if we bring up a topic like, um, you know, the, the the night we went through all of our favorite paints and we made that list of paints, which I owe somebody a list for that. I'm going to send you the link. If you're listening, I saw your email today. I'll send you that link. Anyways. Um, so it, like our paints, when we had that night, when we Pardon talked about that night, bless you, that night where we talked about all of our paints that we liked and we wrote that giant list of essential yeah, acrylic yeah. paints. Well, I'm sure we missed plenty of them on there. So it'd be cool to like, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, start a thread on there about all the paints yeah. that we talked about and then everyone can all go on there and add their favorite paints. Yeah, we'll call the thread paint, something like that. We'll figure it out. Well, it could be the paint discussion night and then anyone can, that. anyone can go on there and find the paints that we were talking about as well right. as what everyone else likes to use. So, right. um, right. anyways, it'll just be a continuation of every episode on the forum. And then there'll be a patron only version of it as well, where our patrons can get on there and just be their crazy selves. Like they already are on the Facebook group. So, yep. all right. <clears throat> so there, that. that should be up soon. I can't give you a date. Maybe I'd, rate a lot. I'd like to have that up soon though, but okay. let's get into the bullhorn, whatever. We'll make a bullhorn sound. Um, we need to get like one of those hockey bugs. <laughs> oh, what's a bullhorn? The bullhorn, or whatever that horn they have. The in, bear's uh, horn, in Detroit. Oh, uh, when, the, when the Red Wings. It's score. like a foghorn. Yeah. <laughs> I'll add the foghorn effect. Yeah, that right would be awesome. Here, we're back. So, we got that foghorn, baby. <laughs> Whoa. Um, so we got a couple um, cool announcements uh, for our bullhorn this week. Um, do you want to lead any off? Um, uh, all right, I'll do it. Um, <laughs> the uh, we got some new cool kits out from Carolina Craftsman Kits, and I know one of them or two of them might have been out before our last episode, um, but we had Bobby Bobby on Gelder on, so I didn't want to uh, take away from Bob's interview. With that, right. so um, if you head on over to CarolinaCraftsmanKits.com and you go over to the "What's New" section, there are um, some a bunch of new kits he's put out. The what's that? I don't know. Something upstairs. Who knows? Um, 
All right, he's got Raymond Transfer. So I'm going to pull those up here on my desktop here. Uh, Raymond Transfer is like a single warehouse building with like a side structure, but I love the water tower that's off to the side of it. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Um, the whole thing is awesome. Yeah, it's incredible looking. Yeah. So uh, he's got Raymond Transfer. It's got an awesome water tank, cool side building, a lot of sheet metal on the outside. That right. one is uh, it's affordable, too. It's 54 bucks. It's not even that. It's a, I think oh, it's, yeah. a, it's already out of stock. That's crazy. So right. I'm sure Jeff will be running that one here. He's probably running it right now because um, that's sold out quick. The next one is the Cruisewick pen and pencil and pen background kit. Um, yeah, it's that also is really pretty cool. Out of stock. Damn, they're popular. But um, <laughs> they are. Uh, it's the same kind of general scheme so if you built if you built these two kits together they would fit in they would they would match each other pretty well um right in an industrial setting it would also be cool to buy two of these because they're only 48 bucks mm-hmm. and bought them together side by side like frank varga talked about doing and yeah. make it a, not a background kit but then make it into a, a full depth kit so you could certainly yeah, could certainly do that if you doubled it and yeah. it'd be and it'd be under 100 bucks you get a big ass building out of it Oh, true. Um, this one's not part of like the series of industrial buildings, but did you see his new one for the uh, Henry Theater? No, I'm heading there now. It's really cool. And that's for Carolina. Yeah, and his Carolina Craftsman kits on like under like the What's New tab. Right. It's a background kit. It's a theater front. It's really cool. But um. um He's got a big giant, big giant marquee out in the front. Henry's Theater, uh, Gone with the Wind sign on it, and uh, it just—it's a really cool building. What section is that in? If you go uh, under Shop and then What's New. Oh, what's new? Yeah. Oh no, I have not seen that. Yeah, I took. That's a cool front for that theater. What would oh, be? Oh, that's so cool. So even though it's a background kit, what would be really cool to do is to get some—I um, don't know how tall it is. But to get like some wall sections and extend it out to make it a deeper, deeper building, and just use the front off of it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh yeah, that's an awesome front, though. I love it. So, I love it. Um, yeah, that's really well done. But it is a is it maybe he should we should talk him into doing a full depth kit too because that's a, that'd be a cool city that'd building. Be, and neat. yeah, we're gonna have to talk to him. It wouldn't take much. It's the same front. We just have to make the yeah. other the walls off the sides. So, and it's a brick building, so you don't need to add a lot of features on the down the sides of it. Especially if it, no. if it's going to be in a row of city buildings, you could just yeah. pop that in, make add a couple windows and a door out the back like an alleyway. Call it done. It's a theater. You don't need right. no windows on the side. Right. No. So, all right. After that, we had Ho Scale Wiley and Son Paper Mill. Um, that's just the paper mill alone. It's a it's a behemoth. Just the mill is huge. Right. Um, that's an awesome looking kit. It's got the windows uh, in it, like you had that, where you had some windows that were kind of colorized, like the colorized glass, and right. the clear windows as well. And it's just a uh, man. This is a cool looking kit. That is a big building too. Wow. It's a, it's a little bit more. It's one hundred seventy two dollars, but it's a behemoth of a bit of a building. And then just when you thought it couldn't get any larger, <laughs> they have the H O uh, the H O the Wiley Complex the H O Complex Wiley and Son 
So when you look at this building, Dad, do you notice what it is? What do you mean? I know it is. It's a mill. Yeah, it's the mill. It's the it's the first kit we talked about. The um, let me go back. It's the Wiley and Son paper mill with the Cruiswick pencil and pen and HO Raymond transfer all mashed into one kit. Have you oh, seen? Oh, I knew that. Yeah, I yeah. Get that. Well, that's what I'm just saying. It's it's a cool. Oh, I thought you were still stuck on back on the you know, the Wileys. No, I flipped, I'm still I flipped, staring at that. That's I flipped, my fault. I flipped over to the complex. Because that has my name on it. It's like, awesome! Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that's that makes it cool. But the other one is the HO, the complex, at Wiley right, & right. Son. Uh, it, it, the whole complex is just absolutely amazing. The signage. Um, I, I love it. And not just because it has my name. I'm not trying to be egocentrical son of a bitch. I'm just saying. <laughs> you, you, came off, you came off a little bit like that. I won't. No, nah, no. I'm just... <laughs> I'm just no, but the yes, the com right. the complex is just a behemoth, and that is the Cruiswick um, pen, pencil and pen, the Raymond transfer, and the mill, the Wiley and Son mill, all yeah. three jammed into one building. Now, what would be interesting? I'll have to ask Jeff this: Do is it all? Do you have the option of breaking it apart and doing Cruiswick pen and pencil? What um, the hell is it? I'm trying to find it on my phone. It's right below the 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 other Wiley one. Oh yeah, yeah. The H O the complex. Okay, there's this complex. Gotcha. But it's all three of them in one. It would be really cool. We'll have to talk it's to Jeff. Amazing. We'll have to talk to Jeff if it can be split apart, and then you could do Raymond transfer, Cruiser pencil can, and pen. It can be. Oh, so okay. And does it come with the other sets of signs? I, I imagine. We'll have to we'll ask. Have to find him. that out. Him or Jason, we could ask either one of them. They probably know. Yeah. I like the porch on the front of the main building. Um, it, it, it just it just suits. He loves mills. It looks like to me uh, two things that Jeff likes. Mills. He likes mills and what? General stores. General stores. Yeah. And it looks like the a cross between the front of the front <laughs> looks like a cross between a mill and a general store. Did you see that? Uh huh. And I'm like, that ah, it looks just like like a combination of the two. It's like, like a little storefront. To... Yeah. Yeah. No, I like I it. Like I, it. I like it, and I like the idea that if you buy the large kit with all three of them, yeah. that you can break it apart and do all three, like it, three separate companies, or you can do right. one big one. It's an amazing concept because. Um, but think about that. They're if all you, reasonably priced yeah, separately, right? You know, and then together, it's still a it, really actually good price you, for that size structure. If I mean, you it's divide, awesome. if you take the total cost of two forty-five, yeah. And you divide it by three kits. Yeah, you're going to be paying eighty-one bucks a kit. I mean, and that's good. That's real good. It, yeah, I mean, I mean HO transfer. I mean, Raymond transfer and Cruzic pencil and pen are cheaper than that. Right. Um, but you can't get all three. You can't get the paper mill, the pencil and pen, and the transfer kit all three together for two forty-five. You can't. Right. Exactly. And that's what the option you'd want if you want them all three. Right. But it just gives you the option to buy two or one. And then it keeps it at each one has its own little price level that makes it affordable or, you know, or a little more if you want to pay a little more. None of them are overly expensive. Well, and the other thing is if you can't. a little bit for everybody. So the other thing is if you are modeling and building on a budget, um, you don't have to buy it for, say, say you, say you do realize you'll save a little bit of money overall by buying all three at once, but you can't afford that. 
Yeah. You can still buy them each, like say this month you can afford that one, and then the next one, next month yeah. or two later you can afford the next one. They're still right. affordable that you can spread the cost out and buy all three separately and still have some badass buildings. When you can, yeah. So I like that. Um, I like it too. I think it's, I think it's a great concept. I think these, I think these kit manufacturers need to kind of jump in line with that kind of reasoning. Um, and I think this hobby can grow. They're starting to when, do that. I see it. And they are. And, and don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking the kit manufacturer. I'm just saying this is the concept that I see things happening. Mm-hmm. A, he's not the only one that I see doing these kinds of things. Right. I mean, we're, we're seeing different programs. That's a cool program. You know, Doug Fiscali has a cool program with the Kid of the Month Club. Yeah, what's his okay. new kit I saw the other day? Oh, it's, it's every month. Every month he gets it. Well, we're just going to switch over to that one now. Um his new one is oh where the hell was it we gotta pull the trigger on that thing so. I know I know I know yeah where's his damn kid of the month I gotta find it now oh it's on his Facebook I bet alright you keep talking no I mean I just think that them they're all starting to come up with these really cool concepts of making things that are nice but yet affordable they're practical and then practical or you can make them as big as you'd like as well. Oh, there it is. And, and you know, I think that that's really cool to have those options. I mean, varying it up, they all they all are doing that now. Oh, man, we just missed out on a, a badass one, Dad. What's that? Lucky Seven, Lucky Seven Tavern and Grill. Oh, I saw that. That was really cool. That was really cool. We just got to do it. Let's do it. So, yeah. but, but the other thing that's cool, so I'm going to give Doug a little shout-out on this bullhorn. To, I mean... Uh, FS scale models. We'll give him a shout out on our, on our on our FOS scale. I'm so oh my gosh. You always do that. I, I don't know why. You didn't say FOS. You just said F, FS scale. No, I didn't. I said FOS. You said FS scale. You're out of your mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, FOS scale models. Yeah. The one thing that's awesome about the kit of the month from that, yeah, is the fact that like so. Say your birthday's coming up. Yeah. And this is our this is everyone's problem, right? This is most adults' problem. Yeah. Everyone, like your wife or your parents or whoever, they're all asking you, your loved ones, what do you need? What do you want? Uh I know my, my wife asked me that for my birthday or what do you want for your birthday? What do you want to do? Or what do you want this or that? Or for Christmas time, like what can we get you or right. man? Tell if even if it's one person can't go in on it, and you can get your your in laws or your parents and your wife or your significant other to go three ways in on like a yearly subscription to this. Well, yeah. shit, there you go. You got a whole year's worth of building. Yeah. Every month you're gonna get a new kit, and there you go. And yeah. and if you split it three ways, it's a nice gift for somebody. So. Yeah, it's sweet. It's a. It's like. Uh... It's like uh, Cousin Eddie said, it's the gift that keeps on giving, Clark. <laughs> oh, Clark, you shouldn't have. <laughs> hey, uh, Eddie, that's a lot of dog food. Oh, well, you know. <laughs> no, that was, uh, it was the, the Jelly in the Mouth Club. <laughs> oh, Clark, you shouldn't have. <laughs> it's a gift that keeps on giving, Clark. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. we gotta get out of Christmas vacation uh, that movie you could watch that movie in August and it's still funny yeah you laugh at, I, I watch it a million times and you just laugh every time my favorite part of that whole movie they don't even make they don't even make shit like that no more no, you know? no the movies today don't touch the like 
mid eighties to, to mid to late nineties comedies. Like they just don't, they're not the same. Yeah, man. But they we're different. They, they were, they were unique. You don't get that same kind of comedy anymore, but they're classics. And now you think the movie industry would understand it, man, Look at it, look back, looking back, well, you can play that stuff now, and people will still watch it and think that's the greatest thing in the world. I watch Christmas okay? Vacation. Even young people. I watch. Haven't, weren't around then. We'll I like watch it. any of the vacation movies. Yeah. Well, not any of them. The regular vacation, Christmas Vacation, and the, uh, what was the one? <laughs> what was the uh, Vegas Vacation? Vegas Vacation. Those were the good ones. The European one was eh. Yeah, it got the a little. Part was that they threw the they threw the frisbee off of the off of the Eiffel Tower. Well, and there were jumped. weren't there topless dancers in that one? Yeah, there was something like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, no, there was the, the, the and Clark on the uh, at the German beer fest, <laughs> where he was doing the dance up. The, yeah, on that the was stage good. With the German guys, he kept slapping. My favorite, slapping my favorite part of the regular vacation movie was um, when when Aunt Edna died. And they wrapped her in that trash bag or that tarp, and they set her on the roof and drove down the highway. Like yeah. you can't. How do you? No movie is ever going to touch that anymore. No. But um, yeah, that's that's just it. That, that kind of, those kind of movies are the 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 ones with John Candy and and Steve Martin and they're like like planes, trains, uh, and automobiles. Those movies. And uh, he's trying to walk in the great outdoors, and he's they trying don't to have that stuff. And and my favorite part of planes, trains, and automobiles when he was trying he he. Uh, Oh, like that's not plane trains and automobiles. That was David Spade and um, uh, are great too. Great David too. Spade and Chris Farley when yeah, in Black in Black Sheep, Sheep and... when he lets all the moths in his hotel room and he's shot yeah. back in them out of the yeah. air. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, like I said, it's those movies are are one are, and today's world, the movie world. I don't understand why they're not making more of that that kind of comedy. There's actors out there that could do it. Yeah, oh my gosh, yes. But anyways, hey, we're getting really off track here. We are off track. Um, back let, on, back on. Let's get back on to the bullhorn. Yeah. Um, I have one more announcement for right. a kit manufacturer, at least, that I want to talk about. And this is the newest kit from um, Mind Mount Models. And it is the Sunrise Warehouse. Have you seen it? Oh my god. Yeah, that is another... Super cool looking stuff. I have it up here. Let me bring it up while we... some, this is it's it's insane the amount of stuff that's coming out for it's awesome. You know? Like, man, it is. I mean it's it so really, cool. It really is gonna boost up everything. I mean it's 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 giving a variety of anything for anybody. Mm-hmm. Um except I want my damn firehouse. Well I found some. Ah, I forget where ah. I found it. Uh, oh, that one guy makes one. Um, what's that? That new that, guy. Oh man, I want. I like the Ed Fuzlas was whatever. Yeah. Yeah. If only someone we knew had that. If only someone I knew would make that. <laughs> oh Just man. Just saying. If you ever listen to this, someone who knows that has that kit, <laughs> we would really like it. But uh, one that owns that kit right now, <laughs> as far as hey, the some sometime for it, sometime they'll just drop that whole thing on us, and it'll be like, yeah. guess what's out now, boys? And then I'm gonna feel guilty. I'm gonna have to buy like ten of them. <laughs> it'll, it'll be my our luck. It'll be it won't even sell, and he'll make a bunch, and he'll be like, look, I made it, and now they didn't even just because of you, yeah, I'm, I'm stuck might, with all no, these I'm kits. Need to buy like ten of them, and then, you know. <laughs> 
give ten of them away. Uh, give nine of them away as drawings or something. I don't know. No oh, man. Anyways, the Sunrise Kit. Yeah. Uh, it's my mount model's fifth kit uh, in his series. It is a line side structure that can be utilized for a variety of rail served industries. Uh, it's a ten and a half by eight and a half inch building, so it's a big fatter. It's a big fat boy, big wide. Oh, yeah. It's short and fat. Uh, it is sharp too. And got a little everything in it. Yeah, you got brick, you got clapboard, you got board and batten, you got that crazy um, like half sunrise, half whatever the hell that window is called in the in the gable there. Right, right. Um, or dormer, gable, dormer. Yeah. Whatever the hell it is, <laughs> I'll never get that right. But uh, it's a sweet building, and even though it says it's a trackside building, you could do anything with it, really. Yeah, I mean, you it's, could put that anywhere. That that baby could fit. Doc- you know what's cool about that? You could have that be a waterside build, a waterfront the building too. Did he built? Hey, yeah. With all that dock in the, with all that oh, decking and stuff in the front, front, you could do a little waterfront scene. Have that oh, o- yeah. have that overhead door be a boat ramp. Yeah. Ooh, not overhead door. The the you know what I'm talking about in the brick structure. There's the door a door, the garage. Make that into a boat ramp. Yeah, look at that. There's all kinds of options you could do with that. But uh, here's, here's the cool part of this: is well, the model it, it, that helps because he really <laughs> put together a great model for this. But one of the things he was able to do is there's two colors you can work with that you can really it can be really dangerous. Yellow. One is one is blue, as we've talked about before. The other is yellow, for sure. Yeah, and, your building uh, can either look like a, bi- a banana or a taxi, or it can look really sharp. Yeah, exactly. And um, but this is a different kind of yellow that he did on that build. It's like a. It's a. Well, I'm finding that if you use if you like a yellow structure, rather than go into, um, this is a tip, rather than go into buying all the different yellows, I got like. I got like eight different yellow paints in my paint. And you'll never use them all. Yeah, because I bought them thinking, oh, they're going to look good. That's going to look good. I should get the the tropical sunrise, okay, <laughs> whatever, you know? And you get it back and you're going, oh, that's that's really bright. It looks ridiculous. Looks like a school you know? bus. Yeah, you know, exactly. But I found a good way now is to use uh, yellow ochre. Okay. And, and that is uh, any of the ochre or yellow ochre, uh, ochre, like uh, ochre, how do you pronounce it? I don't even know what word you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> O-C-H-R-E. I don't even, I don't even know what, yeah. the, what that is. Okay, well, whatever, it's a paint color. Let me pronounce, uh, let me do use, hey. let me use Google. Oh my gosh. It's, you know what yeah. the problem when you look up? A, a word and you say how do you pronounce blank in google yeah. it throws yeah. these other weird characters in and like upside down and backwards e's well show me how it pronounces so we make sure it's pronouncing it right big so i say one thing your mom says something else because she does her art stuff too but dad here's the problem i'm so stupid i don't even know what like o c h r e o h k e r oh hold on she's yelling in the background what ochre Okra, she said. No, it can't be that. It can't be that. Isn't that what you eat? Pronounce. Uh, okra is like a pronunciation. Pronounce. O c h r e. Oh, that did. Okay. Oh wait. Oh, here we go. Okra. 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 If I I googled pronounce ochre and it okay. was o w k r. Let me see okay. if it picks up on the show here. Hang on. 
I don't know if it's... Oh, jeez, Louise. I didn't talk to you. Anyways, yeah, it's ochre. It'd be like saying O-W-K-R. Ochre. But it's O-C-H-E-R-E. Yeah, it's probably French. Okay. <laughs> did you well, did you I, notice how, like did it's you like a doll yellow and it it's like a doll almost not, I wouldn't say brown it's just a, a I know very what you mean it's a toned it's a toned yellow. down yellow and, and I believe um, it takes the place of depot uh, buff it, it's very ogre uh, depot buff from, that that is was made by Floquil yeah and uh, that is a lot of George Sellius is a lot of that uh, depot buff on a lot of his buildings I used it. I didn't use Depot Buff or Depot Buff. I used the uh, – is it Depot or Depot? Oh, my gosh. I don't even know. We're not going to get into that one. <laughs> but, but I was just saying, um, that is uh, – I matched it with with the, the oak, ochre, you know, yellow ochre. Yeah. And, um, it, you know, it, it, it it's almost a perfect match um, for that Depot Buff. Cool. So – all right, we have one last announcement for our bullhorn, and that is to go check out two new videos from Jason Jensen Trains. That is the making the paper mill and combining the three kits. That's the two uh, videos that he did on the Carolina Craftsman Kit videos that we talked about in the beginning of the bullhorn. So I just wanted to hit that real quick because um, he's making more crazy videos. His videos are crazy, insane. man, and they they turn out awesome. Also. Yeah. Uh, shameless self promotion. I got a new YouTube video out. It is the last video of our um uh it is the last video or the second to last video, I apologize, for the foundations of craftsman kit building um video number twenty. So I'm gonna do video twenty that is weathering the video weather weathering the video. Weathering right. the structure. Gotcha. Uh, I I just lightly weather it. I don't go crazy. Um I just do a little bit of light weathering to it and um the, the final video will be to do the roof sign and to do some detail parts, and then we're going to call that a wrap. Uh, after that, I'm going to be doing some new videos. Uh, the new series will be something. It'll be from the layout probably. I won't do a structure building one because I feel like we've covered quite a bit between our podcast and and, and blog and, and, and everything else right, with right. structure building. So I'm going to do a uh, new video series. It'll be from the layout. I won't be... I don't know if I'm going to like serialize these videos like one through 50 or something, but it'll just be titled like from the layout, something like that. <laughs> be real original from the layout, but I'll just start doing videos like little short, quick things I've discovered, things I pick up and just want to show you guys, share with you guys. So right, um, look right. for that coming up and I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the foundation series. Uh, I know it was a little drawn out between everything else we're doing. I would get a video up when I could, um, but it's always going to be up there. So if you're new to our show at some point or you're new to our YouTube videos at some point, you can always watch them at any time, one through 22 videos or whatever they end up being. Um, so the perennials yeah, they are always there. Out really, really good. You know, so, I mean, you did a great job on that. So. Right. And what was really cool about it is you don't have to be building that kit to follow along. You could be building yeah. any of them. We had, guys, we had guys throughout the series contact me and say, hey, it's perfect because I was working on a hydrocal building and I didn't know how to do X. Or I was working right. on this and I just picked up a thing and, and then they followed it through. So right. Um, right. it was a fun little thing to do. Um, I will be doing some more videos here soon, but they'll be from the layout itself doing some right. scenes. So cool. that's it. Uh, we are going to jump next into the um, 
Actually, you know what? Let's switch over to uh, the builds of the week. Like what we're building, what we're working on. Okay, yeah, we can do that. Does that work for you? Yeah, because half of my subjects are like disappearing here. I know. I'm, so I'm, my very eyes. I'm editing our script as we're talking. They weren't uh, your okay. subjects. <laughs> I, I don't want, well, I'm trying to follow along here. I know. Well, it's a roll. It's a. It's a. It's a. Um, what do you call it? It's a fluid script. I see it. This is the oh. first week we're trying to follow an outline, guys. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm editing a Google Doc that my dad and I are both watching in front <laughs> oh of his God. eyes, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm it's all moving shit I'm around as he's next. trying to talk. I'm trying to see what's next, but Brett's erasing it and rearranging everything. <laughs> all right, so what are we working on okay. this week? Uh, I see your company there. I actually. Oh, all right, you, you go. You, no, you go. No, you go. Okay, well, no. you can talk for a while. No, so you go. Know. All right, all right. Well. <laughs> I, you know, I've, everybody knows I finished the uh, the diorama. One thing I want to see on dioramas, I'm starting to see a lot more on on Facebook. A lot of people trying dioramas, and I think it's a good thing. If you don't have a they're layout, more convenient. They're really cool. Now I'm going to drop mine into the layout. However, they're also just really cool. This this one I built the the Baxters was a FSM kit as we've talked about before. It's 14 inches by 21 inches, and and one of the cool things about that is it'll fit on a shelf, so you don't have to put it and it'll fit on a shelf and look decent on it'll look awesome on a shelf actually, and uh, you know if you arrange it right or do the sides of it you know, you know paint the foam and everything else or, or you know put a uh, facade on the on the around the edges or whatever um but you know you can make it a, a shelf item and just kind of put it up there as a diorama there's more and more people doing that for for those that don't have the room for a layout in their house you know some people just build dioramas some people just like to do dioramas because they don't really want to do a a, a train layout so and that's great um, but oh, I'm seeing more man. and more and more of that, and I think that's good. It's not necessarily uh, a direction in particular that I, you know, that I want to see or don't want to see. It's just a matter of I see more people building and finding purpose to build, and I think that's, that's a good thing. Right. You know? It, it, um, it's breaking the old mold of like, hey, you need a layout. You have to do a layout. Yeah, you know? exactly. And, and what's I really cool is – Build a badass-looking diorama. And look at it and have just as much fun doing it and looking at it afterwards as I would with a giant layout. Well, and what what you've done now twice is build a diorama and then bring – And then – well, you didn't let me finish. Oh. Twice now you've built a diorama and then brought it over here. Oh, yeah. And then we've cut a section of foam out and set it down into the layout. Right. And then we just blend the scenery right into it. Right, and this will be the third one. Yeah. So, so I'm saying, but I just meant like you, you, you are basically doing modeling by the square foot at your yeah. house, and then bringing it over here, and then popping it in, fitting it into the layout. Right. Exactly. So, um, you know, it 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 makes a really cool uh, way for you to work on the layout while you're not even here. Right. Exactly. And, it, and you're covering real estate, and you're not even down here. So. No. Right. Right, I just covered fourteen by twenty-one inches. It's complete. Shit, we're gonna have to find some, some space for that one, but uh, that's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Well, and, and just like just like that commercial. Um, are you nervous? Yeah, yeah, me too. Ah, don't worry about. It. We'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, but yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, so your build ended up turning out like 
really badass. But um, yeah. what you're now? So now you're wrapped up with with that one with Baxter's. Right, I'm done with that. What are you so, ripping into now? I think everyone's seen on Facebook, JJ, but what are you ripping into? JJ Hollanders. It's a Foscale model. That's the yeah. one you've been bugging to get for a while. Yeah. Right. I've been looking at it for a couple of years. And then you can't find it. It's an out-of-production kit. You can find it. You, right. You're, you're going to pay for it. You pay um, dearly, yeah. I, it's really, it, even then, it's still kind of hard to find. I mean, there's not many of them floating around. Um, and um, but you you will find you search hard. Uh, I found one at the show at the Timonium, and I picked it up. Actually, I didn't pick it up at all. I kept picking it up and put it down, <laughs> picking it up and put it down. And your mom came over and she she saw me doing it and she talked me into it. Then I did buy it. Um, I wasn't going to buy it, and I did end up buy it, bought it. And then it's been sitting on the shelf since the Timonium, the beginning of the end of October, and it's been calling my name. So I started with that next. And I got some other cool ones that I really want to get to, but this is one that I've been dying to build. I'm building it now. I started it. I framed out all the um, the walls and such, uh, and started painting some of the front walls. These I posted some of them on Facebook. Yeah, it turned out really well. I love uh, that with, color you're using. Yes, and that is a it it is camel. So when you go there and look, it'll be. Camel. I have that one. Yeah, it's, I have that. It's a cross between camel and mushroom. Oh, so you mixed. I used. No, I didn't mix. I did one first, and then I lightly dust uh, dry brushed with the with the mus with the mushroom. Ah, so you got uh, mushrooms on your camel. Made the camel paint this <laughs> more yellowish, or not yellowish, but um, like a brownish yellow, and um, it it darkens it up and makes it look a little on the dirty side with the mush or dry brushed mushroom. It was cool. Makes it into and, a dirty camel. A dirty camel. <laughs> <laughs> dirty camel, you. So, I, I, you know, um, so I, I, I did a couple of the walls. Um, that are All the clapboard walls are done. Um, and then I put a couple signs on such, and such. And they turned out just really, really nice with the signs. The signage on this kit is just awesome. And um, so uh, the one has like fight posters and everything else on it, like fight card posters. You know, you see it at a boxing gym. It'll tell you who's going to be fighting who, when, that whole kind of thing. And they plastered all one side of the building, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it, like wallpaper. It's cool. And um, and that one, that wall's done. I did another wall here with a, a bunch of, uh, like, it has a, uh, a, um, a fire alarm and a fire box on the side. And then it has a pipe. Um that uh, comes out the side. It's it's called a standpipe, and I didn't know that was called standpipe until I looked it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you ever see those like fire pipes coming out the wall? You can hook the fire hoses up. To yeah, it? yeah. That's called a standpipe. Um, I didn't know that. Anyhow, I, I did that, and I did a really cool boxing ghost sign on the side. It came with the kit, and it's just his his signage for this kit is just sick. Right. So, anyways. Um, I'm in the process of building it. Now I'm on a different stage. And 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 the the TARDIS thing was cool too. The the sign? Yeah. The the was that the TARDIS? Was it called TARDIS? TARDIS? The the sign. The gra- and then grandma chimed in and said your pap your great oh, Nash. Nash. What did I what was I saying? 
I don't know what the hell you were talking about. I hope I didn't say a bad word. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, Nash, it's a, it's a car. I didn't even know it was a car. No, a TARDIS is a phone booth in Britain. <laughs> it's a fictional time machine spacecraft that appears in British science fiction tel- science fiction television series Doctor Who. It looks like a phone never booth. Got, never got it's a Nash. A Nash. <laughs> The name of a car manufacturer. I know, but your pap had a pink. <laughs> your pap had a pink oh, yeah, Nash. I know that's embarrassing. But, oh. uh, since my grandfather was just fine, actually. Uh, <laughs> but um, it was he was uh, he was an eccentric kind of guy. He was a little uh, yeah. He was um, he was eccentric. He just liked. He's the kind he, of guy uh, that would would, have, would own a pink Nash. Yeah, and not and not care. He wouldn't have cared. <laughs> wouldn't have cared. It wasn't that. It was he'd have had to paint Nash because he got a deal on it, and he wouldn't have cared if the whole family was embarrassed as hell to ride in it. Because he saved some money. Because he saved some money, and he didn't care one way or another what people thought. That's how my grandfather was. That's kind of how we run our show. Yeah, a little bit, you know. And um, and anyhow, he was a nice. He was the nicest guy in the world. He was the nicest guy anybody'd ever meet. But he just uh, he was. Uh, he didn't care. You know, you he, could make fun of him. And he, he, work he wasn't in it for the vanity. No, no, not at all. He was in for a deal. Anyhow, so I started this to um, brace the walls on another set of walls. They're different walls. They're not clapboard. And I want to kind of talk about this a little bit. And this is, I think this is back a few years, 17 years ago, Doug Fiscali said he put this kit together. That's when he made this kit. And uh, so he just contacted me on Facebook and told me that. He said, I remember that kit. He goes, oh, my gosh. He said it was 17 years ago. And so I'm looking through the – and you can tell, but it's, a, it's got this great direction book with, that's inside the kit. And it has it's – it's got a, one of those plastic spirals, uh, spiral uh, binders. Spiral bound. Yeah. And um, it's just really cool. And then um, lots and lots of detail and stuff. It's made up a lot like – uh, some of the older kits used to be made up, but had all that extra detail. I love it because it gives you tips and tricks and things like that. It's very, very in depth. But uh, not only that, um, you could tell it's one of his earlier year kits because he puts a shitload of bracing on this thing. <laughs> I mean, literally, I'm going to put pictures up tonight uh, of this wall on the forum. I'll send you a picture, but. Um, the bracing is just absolutely crazy. Let me take a picture. I'll shoot it to you. Um, how much bracing he puts on these walls, and it's not necessary, especially the big wall. So I'm going to shoot that to you now. Okay. And um, so you can see. Um, these walls are going to have stucco on them. And so this is what I want to talk about with the technique thing. Okay, these walls are going to have stucco. Now, what's really neat is I'm going to try something new. I talked to Craig Brotman tonight on the telephone. We were talking about, you know, modeling and trying new stuff, you know, and, and expanding what you learn uh, by doing it. And we talked about this very kit. And, um, you know, I was telling him, I said, you know, I, I, the directions here are telling me how to put stucco on and everything else. I've done stucco on. That's a lot of bracing. And it turned out. That's a lot of bracing, huh? That's back in the day, man. It's like he he threw. There's a ton of wood in this kit, and most of it's going to bracing. 
And uh, I'm like, that's overkill. I think it's like overkill in the bracing. I'm not sure if it's overkill in the bracing for that reason or because I'm going to wet this down and put stucco on the outside. Mm-hmm. And it maybe it needs to be more sturdy. I don't know. Maybe that's the process or the concept. Anyhow, <clears throat> the idea is I'm going to put stucco on the outside of the building. Now, anytime you're doing stucco, it's not like, you know, it's not always the easiest thing to do, but. Um, it's, and it can be a little daunting because some people really mess it up. You know, the best is to go light and start and go light and right. add to it as you can. And then when you get it to a point where you think that's enough, stop. Okay. But here's the thing. In the past, I've done stucco on two different buildings. One um, was the lighthouse. Uh, I put stucco on all over the outside of that plastic lighthouse mm-hmm. and made it all stucco. And it looked awesome. Remember? Yeah. Okay. That was done with <clears throat> that was done with Liquitex stucco for artists, for art, you know, artwork, uh, for mixing with paint. Okay. And um, to give it to give it a stucco texture on your painting on a canvas. Okay. It's awesome stuff to use for stucco. Okay, on your walls or on a building, and I also built that kit for Doug, uh, for Dave Cruiswick, the pet store, and I put stucco around the bottom, and it turned out awesome. Okay, I used the same thing. Doug's kit here. This is uh, the Foscale model uh, JJ Hollanders, and um, he has some other ones where he uses stucco as well. So I don't know what his methods are on those newer ones that have stucco. I imagine it's the same. Mm-hmm. He included a little pack. Of the Durham's water putty, um, rock hard water putty from Durham's. Okay, you can buy it. I have a whole container of it, and I haven't been brave enough to try it yet. Okay, but his directions say to use that, and it gives you a little plastic baggie with some to make your own and, and make your stucco and put it on the wall. I'm going to try it. I'm going to try and do it and see how it turns out. And, um, uh, it's an adventure. I know for sure. That I could make that stucco look awesome with the environment, with the, um, uh, the um, Liquitex. I know I could just easily go up and grab that Liquitex bottle I have sitting up here, and just paint it on, put it on, and dab it. You know, stipe, it on or stipple it on. Right. And um, and then it's going to turn out awesome. Sand it down. It's going to be amazing. I know that it'll work out, and I'll have a beautiful model. I don't know if how this is going to work out with the wor- Durham's water putty, but guess what? I'm going to try it. Yeah, I'm going to try it because I want to learn, you know. And he gives you directions. I'm going to try it and and make it and make it happen. And you have some and scrap pieces you can start it on, right? I am definitely going to try. Yeah, it on I was going to say, don't sure. just do it like just don't just start cranking away on the Durham's on the kit. No, no absolutely not. Um, but I, I bought it a long time ago. Well, not long, back in October, September, uh-huh. I went to, I went, you can buy this putty, a water, Durham's water putty at, uh, Lowe's or Home Depot. And it's like $2 and 90 cents a bot, uh, for a full giant. Jar, I have one uh, too. I, I just haven't had the guts to try it. You know, I should have, I just haven't done it yet. And there, there's other applications you can use it for in model railroading, like, uh, roads, um, concrete roads, all kinds of stuff. I've seen the. I've even seen people um, making using it in molds. Right, right. Yeah, 
but I want to try it. And like I said, I won't learn anything if I don't try it. Um, I'm going to be stuck on the same techniques every time. Well, it's like using it's like using the same style paint every time, or or using um, if uh, if I only ever used my AK interactive washes, or if I only ever made my own washes and used them, or if I only ever did this or that, mm-hmm. or change, you know, I, I want to try all the different techniques and see if they work. Some are going to look great. Some are going to look like like crap. Yeah, like shit, but, like you were going to say. Right, exactly. And and so <laughs> so that's one of the things that I'm on right now. And I'm going to report back to you, let you guys all know how that Durham water putty comes out. And if I find any things that work well with it or, you know, find different, you know, methods or applications to make it easier, um, to make a good look, good look out of it, uh, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll let you know. If it doesn't turn out good, I'm going to let you know what I did wrong and how bad it turned out. So, you know, we're going to do it. Um, and, uh, and it's scary because it's a, it's a kit I've always wanted to have. And I know there's, it's a one of a kind, but I'm going to try, I'm going to try and do it. And, uh, right. w- without cheating and doing it the, uh, it's not really cheating. It's just doing a, a different method than what it was called for, and I, and I don't really want to do that. I want to I want to pick up and learn on it. So anyway, that's it on that. Now the other thing is I found I lose. It's about the windows. Ah, and I'm sorry, I'm taking some time here, but um, I did. All right, <laughs> I I did windows uh, for for the clapboard walls on this. And I use I, I decided to glaze them myself, right? Mm-hmm. And because um, I've been into doing the glazed windows, well, I have the crystal clear glaze, and then I have the clear frost by Gallery Glass. I haven't used the crystal clear very much ever. Okay, right. I've been using the the um, the clear frost because it gives a dull tint tint to the. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> adult well, taint. Better mark that with that. No, I ain't believing. <laughs> I ain't believing taint. <laughs> that's yeah, that ain't fair. <laughs> oh my god! Anyhow, it gives it this. It gives it like a dull tint, uh, and um, it looks makes the glass look a little cloudy, and um, and I like that. I mean, I really do. It kind of it kind of takes that high gloss uh out of it well i didn't use that i used the other the other one the, mm-hmm. um, and guess what it's like too glossy oh really shiny and and uh so to if that happens to you and it looks too shiny when the light hits it it just well i just figured out before the show how to change that back it's all they're already installed and when the windows were installed, and I did the walls and painted them up, and I was like, ah, I'm not, I'm liking it, but I'm not because the glass looks like it's too shiny to the point it looks, it looked fakey. Does it? Know? Yeah. And it looked like it, it was too much swirl to it because it's not uniform. It's just, it's to make it look like the old style glass, you know, and but it was too shiny. So what I did to doll it up a little bit. Uh, is I took the clear frost I used to use before. So if you use the other stuff, the clear stuff, or it looks too shiny, get the clear frost from gallery glass. And just the neat thing about the bottle is it has a little pointed cap uh, tip at the end, and you can just take the cap off and just put it where you want to put it. Nice. Um, 
so what I did is I put it on the back of the windows, were, which were shiny. It didn't have shades in them. And um, let them dry while the show was going on here. Now I'm checking them out and they're because they're practically dry. It took all that shiny tint out of it, and uh, it, it gave it a it gave it a little bit of a not an overly cloudy look, but just a cloudy enough look that the light's not destroying everything. Nice. You know, it it, it looks good. It, I, I'm happy with the results of that technique. So you can just when you think it's messed up and it looked like it was fakey, um, now I found a way to make it look. Uh, like it should, um, just by just by experimenting and putting the the stuff I normally use, the clear frost, on the backside of the window. So nice. That's it. I'm sorry. It's just a no. That's good. That was all. That was all anything great. Can be, anything can be fixed, man. Yeah. Anything can be fixed. So I agree. Um, that um, that's it. I'm more. Uh, I'll I'll give you more progress on this one. This one's not going to take long to build. It's not a huge kit. It's just a hard to find kit and well and uh, yeah you want to take your time and enjoy it so exactly. all right well i'm going to jump into my build that i'm wrapping up uh you just wrapped up baxters i'm going to be wrapping up probably this weekend that's the goal is um and i'm going to work a little bit after the show is done recording the Paulzer's plumbing i'm finally wrapping it up oh, and i'm not saying you. finally as in like oh good riddance i'm done i enjoyed this kit like i thoroughly enjoyed building this one just because uh it was, it was unique too it wasn't what was really cool about that one is um my mount models did a good job of like making the kit different right you know what i mean like sometimes you get kits from other manufacturers and they kind of have the same feel to them when you're assembling them right you know what i mean yeah and this one had just a different feel like it not feeling as in like it felt different, like the texture felt different. I didn't mean that, but like you know, it it assembled differently. The instructions were different, and the processes were a little bit different. And I just had a lot of fun because it was something new and refreshing um, for the hobby. Yeah, uh, the instructions are full color, like awesome photos. Like re- I just said, like like ten times. You did like a little teenage like, girl. Like you did. Like, anyways, I'm done saying like, but it had a lot of awesome photos. So, you know, sometimes when you're building a kit or you're building a structure and there's never that angle that you need, you know what I'm talking about? Where you're going, oh shit, I wish I could see it from that side because the instructions aren't quite clear at this point and I can't really tell what's going on and it would be cool to see a photo. Well, I didn't run into that issue at all when I was building this. That was the one cool thing that was really fun about building this was the amount of photos I had for references. And I'm telling you, they, Ron at Mind Models, I think, set the bar with the amount of information in in the instructions for this thing because it is like a a novel of instructions. And they weren't hard to read. So it wasn't like getting a novel and it was like, oh man, I'm going to have to be reading this forever. What was really cool about it was there were like stories within the within the instructions. So there was one that I recall was like a placement of the stairs. There were stairs that were being built, right? Right. And uh, he just had wrote a little story about the, the stairs that were being built, the brick stairs that were off to the side. And uh, 
it just it was a cool it was a, it was a neat it was a neat refreshing take on building a kit just because it was from a new manufacturer and uh, I had a lot of fun with it. But aside from that, I'm building the scene as you guys saw me start on my live video on Facebook the other night. Um, I did my concrete pad that's going around it, right. which is like that's like eighty percent of the scene that I'm going to be working on. That really is. You know what right. I mean? Like what, the, sure. now, now that the pad's dry, I really, really don't have much to do. I got to place the structure, do a little bit of weathering on the structure. The detail parts are mostly painted. I got to place them on the, on or around the structure, and then um, now that the pad's dry and ready to go, I can. I'm gonna put a little bit of dirt around the edge of the building. Um, I think you know I was explaining on the live video. Anytime you see a building uh, in an industrial area that's got concrete all around it. Yeah. Like where forklifts and, and vehicles would be driving to load and unload the whole way around the building. You still get areas where there's like dirt and leaves that accumulate in corners and stuff. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to be doing that to to kind of, A, to make it look more realistic where it sits on the concrete because you don't want to just be smacked down on the concrete with nothing around it. Right. And B, because uh, there's a couple areas that I need to hide, right? Everyone's got an area or two when you build something that you're like, ah, oh, well... Right, <laughs> Dave Kruzwick had a perfect instance of that where he shared on Facebook. Uh, the the good old uh, uh, Howard Zane um, m- a motto is uh, "Hide it with a bush." So uh, I got a couple hide it with a bushes, and uh, it just happens when you're building. Um, yeah. But they're but they're pretty small. One of them, and all of them are pretty low to the foundation. So I'm just going to hide it with some rubble, with some rubbish, or some right. leaf piles, or a little bush, or some barrels, and. Sure. Um, yeah, so that's that's really what I all I have to do with that yet. I'm going to build a little fence too that goes around the whole perimeter of the plumbing supply company. Yeah. Um because I'm going to have an out an outside um like pipe pipe yard or pipe rack. Right. And um you know, there'd be copper thieves and stuff, so I'm going to build a little fence around the outside of it uh to keep would be copper thieves away from my pipe rack. Right. And um and that's about it. I'm gonna. I need to find some vehicles. I'm gonna throw around it and some. Pe- I'll paint some people to go around it too. And that'll be about the end of the Pulsar's build. So, I was satisfied with it. I think a lot of you guys were cool. Were uh, interested in see how I built the cool Z, the Z shape rather than the L shape. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah. It's a. It's a really. You did a bang up job. It's one of the prettiest roofs. Oh, prettiest roof. I don't know pretty is a good word. No, pretty is not good. It's one of the coolest roofs that we're going to have on our layout. It's a unique layout. roof. Yeah. I love it. It's, uh, it's, it, it, that took a while. Um, the one it's thing. I like my shiplap house roof, and they're very similar. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and, uh, the one thing I did different from the instructions was the, um, the seams on the roof, like where your inside corners meet. Yeah. Uh, or your, your, your top, your, your ridge, your what would you call them? Like your cap shingles, your ridge cap. Yep. Um, I did those a little different. I started doing them as I've done with other builds. Like uh, I'm trying to think of another shingled roof I've done, and I can't off the top of my head. But I know I've done one. It might have been for the. We've done a lot of roofs. I'm trying to think of which. It might have been a bar mills kit, but I'm not sure. I'm not 100 percent certain. I can't see it from here. It's on the other. It's on the harbor side of the layout, so right, I can't right. see it from where I'm sitting. But right. um, you know, you can take the laser cut shingles sometimes and cut them down into one or two shingle sections, and then right. make a ridge cap out of the laser cut shingles. Yeah. Well, I was having problems with the 
contours and the amount of that roof that is on this puzzler's plumbing is complex. Yeah. There's a lot of gables. Mm-hmm. And um it it was proving to be unworkable for a lot of the shingles that came with it because they were very length shingles. They weren't the they weren't the shingles you get that are all the same rectangle like uh, right. uh structural shingle. They were like uh, more like a shake cedar shingle. So yeah. they were varied in length, which looked weird when you tried to do them like that uh, right. to make those into your ridge caps. So what I ended up doing was ripping all of those off, and I took some um, just plain old white masking tape, and I yep. dry brushed them the same way that I dry brushed the shingles. Uh, I, yeah. I put the mask I put the masking tape flat down on my smaller cutting mat, my little eight and a half by ten inch cutting mat. Yeah. And I dry brushed those shingles, I mean the, the masking tape, the same with the same colors at the same method I did with the shingles. And then I took a Zacto knife and I drew a grid on I, I cut a grid into the shingle and into the tape to match the width of a normal shingle to scale. And I lifted them all I lift I lifted them off of the cutting mat one by one in these tiny little squares and made little shingles and I applied them to the seams and all the the intersections and, and joints of all the roof. So, um, it, all the hips and everything, all the roof, the whole roof, all the seams and, and corners of the roof are done with just masking tape. Right. So, yeah. It, it looks amazing. It really does. But it was a little bit of a problem. And it makes that look good because you, you have, like you said, you have all the cables, but you also have a lot of dormers, cables and dormers. There, and there's a lot on that roof. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very, um, complex it's complex and it's challenging but it's not i think a lot i think really anyone could do it is the nice thing about that kit from pulsers or the pulsers kit from my mount was that um and i expressed this to ron it was it was done in a way where the building looks it's a complex building right but the way he wrote the instructions and the way the the way the walls fit together and and the notches and tabs that are in there intentionally make it so that yeah. way like really anyone can do this building so right. your 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 beginner model is going to have a it'll be a challenge but you can do it so if you're if you're normally used to building just your square or rectangle builds and you want right. to and you're thinking maybe all right it's time to expand my skills a little bit yeah this kit it's going to challenge you but if you follow his instructions and you look at reference photos and you and you can even use the photos I've posted that I'll post on our Facebook page as reference and you can use the ones that Ron has on um, his instructions and on the MyMount Models website, you can do it and you can make a really badass you building out of it. You can do it. Yeah, you, you can do it. But, uh, you know, uh, that's a Rob Schneider reference if anyone doesn't know that. And uh, – but then also your very experienced modeler is going to have a lot of fun with this kit too because there's a lot of opportunity to customize it and, and kind of add your own flair to it. Like I did, I, I I did the option of the Z-Line version of it versus the L version. Um, there's a lot you can do with it. So, right. yeah, I had, I, had cool. a, I had a lot of fun with it, finishing up my scenery work for it and um, – Hopefully wrapping it up this weekend. And then after I'm done with that one, I'm going to be finishing the terminal kit. Oh, okay. Cool. So that is my next That'll big... That'll be sweet. That's my next big I goal. Get cranking, I better get cranking some buses for that. I have I know. buses to build, so I'll do that. Chip, chop, chip. Chip, chop, chip. 
you gotta get working on that. So I'll be doing the terminal kit next. Um, everything's down here for it. I already know where I'm gonna place it, and I'm actually not gonna be building that one. Um, uh, I'm not gonna be building that one on the workbench. I'm gonna be painting it on the workbench and getting ah. everything ready separately. And I'm gonna build it into the layout. So oh. um, that one won't be that one won't be moving ever. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're going to have to cut that one out of the foam to oh, yeah. to ever remove it, uh, which isn't a problem, but... Uh, well, we're going to make sure that there's probably no reason we need to remove it, so... Well, but we can always take a, a, a blade to the foam around it and then lift right, it up. Right, right. Absolutely. But that one I'm actually building in... I'm making it multi-level. Yeah. Um, from where it's going to sit, it's going to kind of hang over the edge of a hill on the one yeah. side. Right. And... Um, it, it 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 needs to be done on the layout. Right, right. That's what we were planning on doing to begin with. So right. So so, so that one's cool. next. We have I have the one building started, which is the let me find the paper for it. The the trolley barn tavern. I have oh, that okay. building started. Uh, I did all the all the walls are painted and the signs are on the walls. I just yeah. got to do some windows and stuff for it, and then I'm going to just be moving on the next, next part, and the next part, and the next part, because that's one that was going to take me uh, through February probably. But, uh, dude, my next thing is will be low, um, Lowell's Boatworks from CCK from California. Oh, nice, Crafting. yeah. That's another big one, and also um, while I'm doing that, I'm going to find a way. I'm going to try and make rubber molds of. The Victoria Falls Hotel walls, uh, so we can build that um, some some bigger structures, some tall structures uh, from that. We talked about that before, and some uh, two boats. I have a tugboat and some other things I need to do from Seaport Model Works. So that's what's next on my agenda. So nice. After I do the terminal, I'm going to be doing this Campbell's kit. By the way. Oh, okay, cool. So the Brett, cool. Brett's Brewery. Yep, but Brett's the only brewery. problem with Brett's Brewery is um, it's spelled wrong. Oh. It's missing a T. Well, we'll change that, don't we? It's got to have two T's. Yeah. You can't spell Brett with one T. It just looks weird. I don't like that. Yeah. But, no, it'll be Brett's Brewery <laughs> with two T's. And um, I think the brewery, looking at it, I just bumped the microphone. Looking at it, I think it needs to go, like, near the, near the, it needs to go near the waterfront structures. Oh yeah, yeah, that's fine. The the brewery like we don't we don't have any other bars or anything that are related. No, that whole corner there. that whole corner is just full of drunkards and. <laughs> I mean, we yeah, gotta find. It works at the seaport. Drunk. <laughs> the boats are gonna be running up on the bank <laughs> and crashing into each other. But yeah. you know, we we need we need just one more building to per, to. Uh, that produces alcohol. Produces alcohol, and in fact, if you think about it, if we're doing the forties. It's perfect because they've just come out of prohibition and they're they're cranking yeah. out they're cranking out alcohol like crazy. So Brett's right. Brewery fits in perfectly. Okay, cool. Anyways, yeah, that's what we got. Um, real quick, we're gonna jump into some patron questions next. Okay, cool. Unless you had something else. No, let's do it. All right, we're gonna do patron questions, but I wanted to give a shout out to our mug, which is quickly becoming a little bit of a. Uh, a character within the show, almost like Sculpey. 
has become. <laughs> uh, so I have my mug tonight. I'm drinking some coffee out of it. Right. And I uh, got my coffee to keep me warm down here in the basement. I don't have a mug. But my dad, what did you say? You're the only one that doesn't have a mug or something? You Everybody said- seems to have a damn mug. It's I'm I'm the I'm one of the hosts of the show and I don't have a damn mug. So I got time. a mug. A bunch of so our I listeners will have, have a mugs mug coming up. If You're gonna, gonna order one. I will have a mug. You'll get a mug before you know it. But sounds good. Um, make sure if you want to stay warm in your basement or your workshop or whatever this winter as you're working to pick up our official. What do I call it? The bench mug. Bench. It's the bench mug. You got to get your official bench mug. Yeah. I got. I have. I have mine right here. It's going to become part of like our little uh, show, almost like Sculpey has. So um, you can head on over to hoscalecustoms.com and let me find my – oh, my gosh. I'm ill-prepared for this. I had the thing up too. Hoscalecustoms.com. Uh, and then you can click on support and then go down to um, like – I think it says get some gear or something like that. Pick up some gear. Or you can head on over directly to hoscalecustoms.threadless.com. T-H-R-E-A-D-L-E-S-S. Threadless. Okay. Uh, hoscalecustoms.threadless.com. Scroll down. You can see some other shirts that we have in there. And you'll see the big giant square on there. It says bench mug. It's right next to the Just Say No to Nail Holes shirt. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But... uh, Bench it's a, mug. It's a really cool mug. Too. It's a big it's, mug it's like, too. It's a big mug. It's, a fi- it's got a big handle. It's a 15 ounce mug. Wow, that's a big mug. So you, really, you'll have coffee. A, you can get an, you can get a smaller one. There's an 11 ounce mug on there for 13 bucks. Almost a pint of coffee. But for, for for one dollar more, you can get four more ounces of coffee. Yeah. So uh, uh, the the bench mug is quickly becoming like the the fourth member of the show kind of and uh a lot of our listeners and our patron members are picking up mugs and uh i have my mug hey. go ahead and my dad has his mug you can put whatever you want in it some Don't of forget them rosemary we're forgetting rosemary well rosemary's in here too yeah and okay. and and sculpey don't forget right. sculpey okay. but uh yeah um I'll throw a link in the show description too if you want to pick up a mug. I know a lot of you do, and uh, some of you saw it during my live video the other night that said they wanted mugs. So you can find the link for the mug in our show description for this week. The mug will be available year-round as well as all of our other shirts. If you want anything else with our logo or any cool stuff on there from our show, just send us a message. I'd be glad to make it and then put it up on our Threadless um, site. But get your mug, stay warm in your basement this winter. And in the summer, you can just throw your cold drinks in it and take it in the basement. Who cares? Right, right. Um, but with that, we're going to head over to our patron questions. Let me get to that link real quick. Do, 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 do. I had it up and then I went to go look at my mug. All right. This week's patron questions. If you guys want are, access. Are cats playing right now, by the way? Oh, do you want me to find out the score? I will. If you guys want to become patrons, that way you can submit some topics to our show and uh, ask us some questions. And then we'll, four, two. when we have against the New Jersey Devils. That's right. And a special shout out tonight, by the way, to Alex Ovechkin for passing Team Miscellany in goal scoring. Last week. He, that was a Monday night. I know. I don't care when it was. I'm just saying. I'm just hey, giving a shout out. Well, if uh, if Alex Ovechkin is listening, yeah, kudos to you. If he's That's in the right. model, if he's in the model model if building, you, if you're listening, Alex Ovechkin, <laughs> you let us know in some form, and we'll get you a bench mug and send it to you. Oh, man, that'd be awesome if he was drinking his Dr Pepper <laughs> from the locker room with his yeah. 
<laughs> with his bench mug. Anyways, okay. anyway you guys want to become patrons question. so you guys can ask us questions or send us topics, or when we have a guest, ask our guest questions. Uh, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash HO scale customs. Um, you also support the show, keep our show running, and help my dad and I continue to do what we're doing on YouTube, what we're doing on our podcast and our website, and with the forum and everything else we got going on. It just helps us keep going with everything. Right. Exactly. So uh, it helps us also purchase. Not necessarily um, like things that we want, but things that we need. So when we need to get paints or new paintbrushes or um, I had to buy some some new memory for my – I was telling my dad before the show started, I tapped out my computer with – it's a it's a one gig computer and I tapped it out with, uh, with stuff for our content that we make. I had to buy more storage. So it's stuff like that that we don't – you don't even, might not even think about. Um, right. Helps us keep our show going because I pegged out the home computer with all of my damn podcast files. So things like that, um, it just helps us out along the way. So head on over to patreon.com forward slash HO scale customs if you want to help us out like that and join all of our awesome patrons. We have like 58 of them now, I think. It's crazy. So let's jump into our patron questions of the week. I did post up that it was last minute because – we kind of dropped the ball. We didn't ask our guys till late, and they came through with a plethora of questions. So let's, let's jump go. into them. First one, it's more of a comment, but from um, Jason, he's saying, I hate building laser cut stairs. Um, well, I don't, actually. If you saw my YouTube video, did you see my YouTube video the other night, Dad, where I was, I was, I used my forceps to place the stairs? No. On the, oh, my gosh. I used those little fishing forceps. Oh, I had to go check it to out. To place my steps, and I was, like, yeah. holding my – there was – other people on YouTube were commenting. Right. Like, oh, I was holding my breath, too, when I, when you were doing that. Because I said in the video, like, sorry if I went silent. I was holding my breath as I was placing them because I was trying to stay really steady. <laughs> I loved it. I found, I found it really, like, weird, oddly enjoyable to, to build these tiny laser-cut stairs. But uh, my models came in there and chimed in on our overtime page, and they said – that he's currently coming out with a jig that will help can, uh, build those and assemble oh, yeah, joists and rafters. Great. So that's that's awesome. That so would be awesome. I I'd love to have that. So yeah, that, that I can't wait for that to come out. Any Next, type of jig is going to make things easier for me. Do you like stairs? I I don't like building them from scratch. Mm. I don't care about building. See, them I like them. it. I don't mind building them with, uh, you know, if I had laser cut stairs, it'd be fine. Building them from scratch. Mm, well, well not... Jason said from laser yeah. cut, not scratch. Uh, okay, okay. Well, from laser cut, I'm, I'm okay with. I like laser cut but, stairs. I think the laser cut stairs look nicer than the um, scratch built. The, no, than the uh, big plastic ones. Now with the with the Baxter's building supply from SSM. Uh, it it has you make your own stairs. Oh yeah, you don't get stairs. Yeah, you gotta a, make. You guys make template. stairs. Don't get me wrong. There's a template. Yeah, but it, it ain't easy. Paper, they don't give. He don't make. Yeah. He didn't make it easy for you. No. <laughs> no. Uh, all right. Next question is from Lynn. Um, which scale can be made to look most realistic? T, Z, and N are a little too hard to see and do. O and above, other than S. And it becomes too hard to make it real look realistic because of the size. Like it's it's almost too large. Um, won't even get I in think, the. G- I honestly think oh. 
You think O? I think O I mean, and a I, lot of the O and H O. I was gonna say even the in between, like the guys that are doing H O and thirty. Yeah. Some of those yeah, guys oh, well, that too, yeah. are doing some awesome stuff. So Without I think O is really easy to make realistic yeah. because it's bigger and you can actually it's hard to explain the the concept of this, but you can see and add the detail that would be completely visible that you yeah. would not be able to pick up with like, the eye on HO. Like and, rivets uh, or handles and yeah. stuff you, like that can be a little can bit fall in real tight with your camera and and uh, and or with your <laughs> with your optivisor and your painting and you can really put the detail in. I mean a lot of let's face it, a lot of that uh, military modeling stuff is in that bigger scale like yeah, that. Yeah. And, and uh, look at the details they come out with. And it, they can do that because um, it, everything you're putting together, it looks it's so much bigger, it's immediately hitting the eye. Um, you, know, there, you, can, you can put more detail in with that. Right. Uh, and it's going to be visible. Right. HO scale, HO scale is good, don't get me wrong. There's a lot, of, you know, HO scale is different on a I think so. I think for most modern homes, yeah, this is my input. For most people's homes, so if you live in town and you have a townhome, or you have a smaller house, I have a smaller house. um, I think practically, HO is the perfect scale for going larger. Yeah. Right. For going a little larger than N scale. Right. And really going crazy with details without having to go into O scale. Right. Um, now you can still do H O and 30. Uh, that's kind of a hybrid mix in between. Um, right. and I want to get, I, I want to get a couple people on here to talk about H O and 30 stuff. Um, I think that's a really untapped market. I know, um, it's H O and three, H O and three. I'm sorry. Yeah. But if you Google it, it comes up with 30 stuff too. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. What's HON30? Yeah, when I Google HON30, there's like a million, 185 million search results for it. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. Maybe they hey. just shorten 30. Hey, I don't know. I'm just an idiot. Hey, you know, we're, um... Oh, it is so, HON3. I'm sorry. I'm off. Um, Anyways, S, I would like S to get some... An S would be easy to do, I think, too. Um, it's not too bad. It's between that O and uh, HO scale. Um, I don't think S would be outrageous to be. It, I think I could be made to look realistic. Um, T is too small. We've all talked about. That. Oh, you my gosh! Um, you know, but um, I just looked up. Uh, I looked up what HON three or HON thirty is. Yeah. And it, it just it just messed with my mind even more. What? HON3 is HON narrow gauge, three gauge track in feet. Just right. to confuse you, in HON30, they have quoted the gauge in the 30 in inches. So it's six inches shorter. So it should really be HON21 and a half or two oh. and a half. Oh, so yeah, it uses the same pattern and it isn't confusing. Okay. So it should be H O N two and a half, guys. Yeah. Thanks so. Thanks to uh John Busby on the cs.trains.com. <laughs> Just a quick Google search of what it was. But this same guy on here, he this guy was asking a question on that website. He was saying 
Some suppliers use the terminology HON3. Some use HON30. But it seems to be two different categories, and he can't find out what the difference is. And this guy chimed in here to tell me basically it's a difference of just a an basic um, three gauge, three gauge and feet, or two and a half. So it's a difference, just a tiny little bit. But hey, whatever. <laughs> All right, back on topic. I had to find out okay. what it was. So yeah. Um, it seems so, like yeah, there needs I mean, to be some clarification in there. So I'd love to right. get some of those guys on, though. But back to back to Lynn's question. Um, H-O. H-O. H-O, I think, is... No. Well, I think H-O is the or most H-O common. N-3. H-O is the most common. H-O-N-3 to O. That, that, that range between H-O to O and H-O-N-3 seems yeah. to be the most um, diverse and the most able to be realistic i've seen some guys do some really badass end scale stuff though right it can be done right it's just hard um it's hard it's hard to do z you're getting a little out of control with um you're not going to be able to do the craftsman style structures in the in the amount of detail you can yeah. with yeah. with even anything, anything you're going smaller, it's going to be tougher. I mean, we know some guys. There's a guy, Daniel, Dan Bank. Yeah, Dan. And, he's awesome. Uh, he, uh, he he does, does N scale N scale stuff, and there's some other guys as well. In our I think show, Howie does some N scale stuff too. Right, there's an N scale, and they do an amazing job, and, and and the details there. I mean, you can do craftsman work. You're going to have to. You, there's there's craftsman stuff out there. But at least you know they, these guys scratch build a lot of this stuff. Right, and, they have uh, to, and it's awesome, and but it is really truly awesome. The the um, the there's a lot of plastic end scale, but there's not a lot right. of Craftsman wood kits or right, or right. hydrocal kits in end scale. Right. Um. So and they have to innovate. They have to kind of do their own thing right, to make right. what they need. But that doesn't stop them from having some of their end scale layouts that are. Mm-hmm. Like oh, if they're photographed really right, detailed. when they're photographed right, you're like, yeah. that's damn good. That that is nice. And oh, yeah. um, you know, just because it's a, a scale smaller than HO doesn't mean it's less detailed. Because they yeah. some of those guys really crank out some really awesome work. You're right. But going any smaller than N scale, I think it becomes un- impractical to to do. Yeah. The the detail of work. Yeah, you can't. You can't. Um, I know there's that one. There's probably that one guy that's got a Z scale layout. Yeah, he's, he's the same guy that, like, you know, he can paint his name on a grain of rice. Yeah, he's the guy of, at yeah. Hershey Park that's drawing your or your name on a grain of rice yeah, in the after, right. in the in the evening, and then he's going home and he's building a Z scale layout. But yeah, um, exactly. You know, there's always that guy. There's right. always the guy that has the over the, the top scale. I, you ever see the TT scale? I think it's just T scale, but it's no, crazy. No, a TT scale. There is a double T scale, and it is. I'm looking small. it up. Yes. Look Holy up. shit! TT yeah, scale is one one twentieth. Yeah. Not crazy. What's T scale? I don't know. Oh, that's three millimeter gauge track. That don't mean shit to me. That's, you know, T scale is 1 450th. Oh, okay. Oh, there you go. That is. 1 T scale. So that's even worse. So T's worse than TT. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone loves a little TT. Man, if you just Google T scale train layout. That taint bear. That taint right. (laughs) 
right, How do you work with this? T scale layout. Dad, I looked I looked at it. There's a photo of a guy's hand. Oh, we're rambling here right now. We'll go off together. Let's go to the next question, man. All right. Next question. Back to your question, Lynn. H O to O. That between that range is the perfect, I think, for for detail. All right, next up. Speaking of fast, this is from my mount models. What is the quickest build you've ever done? His is three evenings. Um, night one was friend tells me about CNO motor car shed. He did the research. Night two, he designed it. Night three, cut and build the prototype model. Saturday morning, done and delivered the model to his layout during an op session. That was his quickest. Three full nights from design. That's even more impressive, Ron, from my yeah, mount models. Because you heard about it, looked it up, designed it, and then cut it out, built the prototype, and then delivered it to a layout. That, I, I mean, I can't top that because I can't cut my own kits. Unless I'm doing a scratch build, which I'm not doing a scratch right. build that fast. Yeah. But, uh... Fastest I ever did a kit was like I did it in like three hours. I did that. I did that free kit this from the cigar shop thing in about three or four hours from uh, from Doug. I did. I think the fastest, but the fastest regular kit I've ever done. Well, you go ahead, man. I know what the fastest build I've ever done was. What? It was like a month ago. It was uh, that little tiny. You were here when I did it. That little tiny uh, shack oh. that I built. Yeah. Um, that sits right outside of Assassin Vinegar Works. Yeah. That little yellow shack. Yep. I think I did that thing in like 30 minutes. Wow. Flat. I did. But that, um, that that's literally four walls and it's like an inch and a half by an inch. It's really small. Right. Two of the fastest ones I've done was the Western Maryland... Um, CC CC cave kit. Oh yeah, right. The Western Maryland station. Um, I yeah, built you that. you got that I, thing I, done like incredibly fast. Yeah, it was. I had done like it was like two two nights or three nights. I mean, you know, a couple you, hours here and there. But you you enjoyed and it though. That I think that was the right, thing. Like absolutely. it was. And the other one was uh, from Foscale Models. I did a um, ideal hosiery. Oh yeah, I did uh, that one, and it turned out that both of those kits turned out fabulous but uh i had that one done in a couple nights as well was the ideal hosiery the one you turned in the leases dress shop no, no that was a different thing no no that was jl innovative design oh yeah was, and we're gonna leave that go that's the most that kit manufacturers gotten mentioned on our show ever Yep. <laughs> we'll just leave that. we'll leave it at that. And that's okay, all I, and that, I'll pull a Forrest Gump line. And that's all I've got to say about that. now I will say that the the little shack I did was the fastest build I've ever done. Right. The fastest full kit I've ever done was right. probably um I think it was the Bar Mills. You know the cigar shop that you and I both built? Yeah. I think yours came with What does yours come with? You did it as another build. Yeah, my cigar shop came with the uh, uh it came with um or was it a was it a Bar no, Mills? It, yeah, my Bar Mills kit had the barber shop to, That was it. Uh, you painted it red to, and white. 
Well, it came. It came with uh, Booty Corner. That's right. Right. Yeah, Booty's Corner. Right. Yeah, booty so, Corner. Right? But it's the same. The barber shop was the same as their cigar shop. Booty, yeah. booty, huh? The barber shop <laughs> build. The barber shop building that came with the Booty Corner was the same as their cigar shop singu- yeah. singular kit. Yes. And that was probably the fastest individual kit I've actually built, a full kit. Right. I, right. I might have done that in one evening, like one night. So say right. like four or five hours. Yeah. And I actually called it Audrey's Audrey's Flower Shop because right. that was like a right. dedication kit to my oldest daughter. Oh, yeah. So I have Audrey's Flower Shop and Evelyn's uh, Candies and Confectionaries. Confec- mm-hmm. What is it? Confectionaries. Yeah. So I got two... Dedication kits to my daughters, um, but anyways, um, and then later Lynn just put a little poke out at you. He said, "I've heard Todd Wiley say he could do a plastic structure kit in one night. We could. I, I probably, <laughs> I probably could. Yeah, but um, all right, and and that's I could I, I could honestly say I could bang out. What's say? I could bang out a DPM kit in one night. Easily. Are you there? Easily. Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Okay. I can hear you loud and clear. Well, I, I could I could make a plastic kit in one night. There's no doubt about that. I could do a DPM. That's all I have to say about that. That's all I got to say about that. All right, our next question or topic is from Howie. Talk about a little bit. Talk a little bit about static grass. I've not looked it up yet, but would like to hear more about it. All right, Howie, um, just do it. <laughs> How do I want to say what I love about static grass and what I don't love about static grass? Are you ready? Yes. What I love about static grass is everything. I love it. Yeah. I don't think. I think once we got the static grass applicator, it changed up our whole scenery game. Oh yeah, a yeah. hundred times, like a hundred times. But it can't be all static grass. No, we made that mistake already. Yeah, we've done. It looks too corny if it's all static grass. You got to put, you got to put the ground foam in with it. You got to mix it together a yes. little bit. Some here, some there. Some you static need a- grass, some dirt. You, you just can't be all static. No. Grass. I don't mean when I say it can't be all static grass. I don't mean like a big meadow full of grass, <laughs> uh, nonstop grass. It can't do that either. Okay. But what I mean is not all of your scenery should be static grass. Right. It no. should be a mix of all different kinds of materials. Totally get it. Now, you need to also incorporate grass. Okay. What's awesome about static grass is you can do large chunks of static grass in, mixed in with like ground foam or – right. Um, gravel or whatever you have yeah you can also use it to make grass tufts and mm-hmm. little like areas on roads or gravel roads that are right. have weeds growing up out of or corners of buildings you can you, you can do so much cool stuff once you have a static grass applicator right it yep. it's a it is a little bit of an investment to get one yeah not you know you can buy the cheap homemade one we've made that we've gone down that route We've talked about this a couple times. Um, yeah, exactly right. How he might, you know, it, some of our listeners might not have had heard the earlier, early, yeah, earlier episodes, and we've touched yeah. on it. But basically, you can spend thirty-five to fifty dollars on a cheaper version, right? 
or applicator or spend an extra yeah or spend an extra 50 or 70 bucks and get you know get a nice one that you're going to have for a while and it's it's built better and it's got attachments we've had both and we have we still have both Right. You can get the the nicer version comes with different attachments and different nozzles and different screens right. yeah. and it's a nicer handle and you can control it better and once and you the question is does it make a difference? Well, his yeah, question is just absolutely. Yeah, his question is just talk a little bit about it. Spend yeah. my whole tip with that is just spend a little bit more, get a nice applicator, do it once. Do it do it once and do it right. Right. Get the good applicator. You got and, the cheap one that was made out of a fly electric, uh, electric and it never gear. really made the grass stand up good. Electric bug zapper or whatever it was. Yeah, with a with a strainer attached to it. Yeah, with a strainer. And it, it, don't get me wrong, you could do it, and it it, it it made it stand up a little bit, but it not it wasn't good. It wasn't good. Right. So, yeah. our our advice is just dive into it. Um, practice putting static grass down on. On some some scrap pieces, some scrap area, uh, yep. toy around with it first. But if you're going to do it, I know there's the Woodland Scenics version, and then right. there's That's the. That's supposed to be good. I've seen one that comes off of that. It looks. Good. It doesn't. I, I don't see a big difference between that or the knock one. Like I think they're both very similar. The end result. We, we have the knock uh, Grassmaster too. We have the knock version. There's a yeah. Woodland Scenics one as well. Um, the end result. It's the same thing. I mean, uh, we've had a lot of people contact us. Who know we have the knock version asking us if we know anything about the Wood- yeah. Woodland Scenics version. Well, and no, we don't know. We don't know because we we've purchased the other one. But from what I've seen other guys do with the Woodland Scenics one, they both produce the same results. Right. Um, and if you put two in front of me, if you built two dioramas, one with the Woodland Scenics one and one with the knock one, yeah, from both a very skilled modeler, right? I couldn't tell a difference. Yeah, they hey, both look, look great. So I used, work, I used to work in the hockey business, okay, and I I, I managed the hockey rink. I I had a um, we had a pro shop there. Uh, you could you can skate. You can <laughs> buy skates there. You can buy skates in a pro shop, right? Yeah. I you can buy the cheap skates and go out and skate, and yeah, they're gonna work. I mean, they're not gonna work great. You're not gonna be a yeah. Even if you're a, even if you're the best skater in the world, you can buy a piece of garbage skates. Yeah. You're not gonna skate you're not gonna skate well. Flat out. You're not. You're not gonna be comfortable. They're gonna hurt your feet more. Yeah. They're gonna hurt your feet and you're gonna be miserable with them. If they're not gonna get the results that you want. And that's what this bottom line in modeling, what we want is results. So um, and the other the second part of that is if I spent money, I spent good money and got a real good pair of skates, right. I'm not gonna be sorry. I'm gonna feel good about it. They're gonna myself. last you longer. They're gonna be better. I'm gonna be a more proficient skater. Uh, because I'm enjoying myself more. Okay. Well, and the um, other thing is, once you have a nicer, <clears throat> once you have a nicer thing that you've invested a little bit more money in, yeah, you tend to a use it more, yeah, and b take care of it more. Right. So there's a little bit of psychology that goes in, into it too. Right. But um, you know, back to my dad's thing, just with like sporting equipment, you can buy uh really crappy equipment and get by. Yeah. But it also doesn't mean you always have to buy the most expensive thing to get by. So in modeling and what we do model building, 
there's certain things where we've always advocated for saving some money on um, paints, paint brushes. You don't have to buy a $15 paintbrush, specialty brush, blah, blah, blah. You don't have to always get uh, right. the, the weathering pigment. You know, you can right. get by with a cur- uh, chalk acrylics, dry, dry chalk pastels. And before you people start crucifying me for what I just said about buying the more expensive uh, grass applicator um, – because that's going to happen. Somebody's going to Someone will, that. but it's but, okay. But before you start doing that, remember, too, that countless times over 109 or 10 shows here, we've had um, – we have given everybody uh, many, many things to save you money uh, in the long run or told you about many, many things that were expensive that really weren't worth a shit. So just, uh, just throwing that out there. So I feel that the grass – uh, the grass applicator, you get what you pay for, and that's the bottom line. You get what you pay for. Totally, it's it's yeah. one of those. It's one of the few times that we'll advocate for springing a little bit and buying right. a full price item um, for model for your model making. Um, yeah. Of course, you're always going to have to spend money on kits and supplies, but um, the, an applicator is something that you're not going to be upset with if you yeah. do spring a little bit. So. Oh, and for the person out there who said, I guess, um, that I'm grumpy. Somebody said I'm grumpy. Who said that? I don't, I don't know. I read it somewhere. Uh, Todd's grumpy or the one of the one of us is grumpy. And we don't <laughs> do. uh, I guess it would be me. Um, I'm not grumpy. I'm not, I'm not at all. Those who have met me know that I'm not. I am no. always smiling and have a good time. I'm, I come across on here maybe a little on the on the uh, whiny, bitchy, grumpy side. I don't know. I, that's just me having fun complaining about stuff, you know, but I'm never unhappy. You're like that guy from um, uh, that sitcom, Married with Children. Yeah. Yeah, you're, all, you're, just, you're just realistic. Yeah. So, yeah. all right. Next up, um, from Brendan, <laughs> I'd like to know what – do you think is best advancement in the hobby? What's the best advancement in the hobby recently? Well, we kind of touched on one of them just now. Well, static grass applicators. applicators. I think at DCC uh, trains, if you're, if you're into the train portion of it, as far as for the building part, I think the laser cutter has made leaps and bounds. You know what I think the best advancement in the hobby is? Uh, the use of social media to share what we do. Oh, yeah. That's, that's my... A, that's, a, that's a great one. That's what I think is the best advancement in the hobby. Right. Um, we all learn from watching and the, looking at the other the ability, The ability for anybody to have a platform yeah. to share what they are working on, to share what they've discovered, yep. um, whether it be on Facebook, with the almost endless groups that are out there yep. to join... Or yes. if if it's something like creating a YouTube channel for yourself, even if it's That's just a, a you, point. even if it's just a YouTube tube channel where you don't think it's going to amount to much, and yeah. you're just sharing the progress of your layout. Yeah, I, you know how many people I've seen start out a YouTube channel that way, and two or three years later, now that we've been in this in this podcasting for almost three calendar years, yeah. Um, the amount of people who've started something that they just are just showing their progress and it ended up being it ended up being like a, a thing. Like they have mm-hmm. a little mini they have a mini following. Yeah. Um 
us. We started a podcast right. just to kind of share what we're working on and sure. and we have all of you guys listening to it whether whether it's only 700 people in a week or 1200 yeah. or 1500 as our audience continues to grow and yeah. we see this growth um just the ability for anyone who is out there to start a, f- a Facebook page or a Facebook group right. or join and just to start sharing for free all of this. And look what it's done. All of this information they have. That's the best advancement in this hobby, in yeah, my opinion. It, if I can keep seeing amazing modeling, amazing modeling on, uh, let, let's just say, I, I belong to maybe 80 different. Um, Easily. We both 80 do. 80 different groups. Yeah. Easily 80 groups on modeling. Okay. Not all of it's model railroading. Or not all of it's uh, HO scale or anything like that. Um, some of it's military modeling and all that. Um, Some of it's just old you know, industry stuff I belong to, like yeah, old industry yeah. buildings, photos of right. old structures. Sure. So, so, but the modeling end of it, let's just take that section. Yes, the social media it gives us, yes, I could see, I, when I started to join some of these groups and the more and more I joined, I saw modeling that from people from other n- nations outside the United States that I have no clue who these people are. I don't even know how to pronounce some of their names. Right. Okay. I don't even know how to pronounce some of their names. I'm not even quite sure some of the which country they're from. Okay. But they're they're putting stuff up there that would blow away anything you would get. I mean, think about it. Let's go back before the internet when I was first got into my reading and they didn't have it and anything you got to see was whatever was shown in Model Railroader magazine or Railroad Model Craftsman. That was it. That's that's where you that's where you got to see what was out there to base your modeling on. Okay? Not that that was a bad thing. That was the only thing. They were the print that was the print. You can get the Kalmbach books and all that. That's great. You can get the books from, you know, we talked about all the different modelers that put together books that are available to buy to show you how to build model railroading. However, you learn far more from, I think, I, you can still learn a lot from all that. Don't get me wrong. You still learn a lot. There's some great, amazing books. We talked about them. However, every day there's something new. Every hour or every half hour there's something new on social media with some modeler somewhere in this world, and it may not have to be HO scale. Everybody goes, oh, you don't talk about this scale, and you don't talk about that scale, and you don't have this scale, and we I will. never see photos of that scale, and we're going to. But here's the thing. you don't. It doesn't need to be your scale for you to model it and, and gain and learn something from watching other scales or going like – I love to watch the look at the military modeling. I yeah. like to look at the guys that make wood boats out of wood. I mean, real wood. These guys are making boats or ships. Uh, I love to see those shipbuilder sites. Uh, all that kind of stuff. I am learning and gaining from their tips and little things that I see or little things that they say on there. Um, it's you. You if the people who we reveal or who we feel who were the back in the day, 30, 40 years ago, um, those people could see today if they're around um, and they saw what's being out there now. Uh, some of our long lost legends that we, that we love 
um, if they could see it, they would they would go, oh my god, They'd probably cry because it's, it's amazing. Yeah, it's, what it's absolutely right. insane. The amount. So see. so just a recap of this: the amount of information that right. is out there now compared to yeah. 10, 20 years ago, right. and the amount of people not afraid to share what they're working on is just astonishing it's amazing yep. so that i think is the biggest advancement in model that's what your biggest advancement is i think i i'd have to agree to that the other advancement i think you is already did yours oh okay oh, no go ahead share it well there's all the material media oh, uh, yeah. as far as for building uh-huh. like the art supply stores the big box art supply stores um there's so much available so it's much it's all adaptable it's to what you get, do you can get there's so much available at the hardware store, for that matter, that you can pick up. It's all adaptable to what you do. It's all adaptable to how you model. There, it, there's so much available art, medium-wise, right. that it's just it blows the mind. So, and that, and that's that's just the best thing, I think. So, right. Anyway, all right, we're gonna rip through these yeah. next ones. Next one is from Lynn. Did you ever get those tweezers we talked about? I did. I He's ordered them. Guy here. He's got like six of them. Yeah, okay, it's fine. I did. I ordered them, and they came in. I need to do a review and a toolbox talk of them, so I will be doing that. Uh, the next one is from Dan Banks. How many hours do you guys typically spend on a build? Well, that's all over the charts, Dan. Um, <laughs> that goes from like what we just talked about earlier where it's like a single evening, like four or five hours, if it's a small build that we can bang out quick, all the way up to, you know, shit. I don't know. For Assassin, I probably spent over 40 hours more in that build easily. I put uh, 130 hours uh, or 130, 140 hours into uh, Baxter's. Um, normally, like, I will put, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe 20. You know, uh, I think my average would probably be 30 to 40 Yeah, in a build. Um, yeah, probably. I don't yep. track it, but that's probably what it is. It sounds like you track it, so... Um, well, I know I kind of I, I kind of averaged it out when I was okay. uh, over the span of time it took me to make it. So I would say twenty hours is a max. I mean, it's not twenty to twenty five hours is average. Yeah, uh, built in for me, I think. So. Nice. Um, next one and last one is from Jeff Fleischer. I've been making trees of late. Which, by the way, your trees that you posted on the overtime page. The, um, Jeff looked Oh my god, awesome. they were sick. Um, loved it. What is your method of making trees, and do we make deciduous or pine trees or coniferous? Um, we do both. We've done both coniferous and deciduous trees. Um, uh, we do the... What's that stuff we have? The um, Super tree. Super tree, yeah, super tree. We have the super tree stuff. We're doing super trees. Um... And I think Jeff's made some super Jeff's trees. Jeff's done too super well. trees. In fact, he might have been the one that told us about them. Might have been. But he has those other ones yeah. he posted on our overtime page. Let me try and find that the pine post. Trees, the quick. pine trees he did. Oh, my they God. They looked incredible. They're like, insane. He made them out of uh, um, cut up fiber strips into squares. Um, they, were, uh, they were coconut fibers. Yeah. Uh, coconut fibers that he got. You can get them at the garden centers, I believe. Yeah, they look like they're like the planters, the bases from those planters. Yeah, you put them in the planters. Yeah. Natural coconut fiber climbing background. That's what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. You can get it at like your local hardware places, I guess. It's it's pretty awesome. It turned out amazing. He did. And in the background, he's got some super trees. 
Jeff, if you can uh, give us a little write-up of uh, the technique you used to build yeah, that. Yeah, we'd share that on the oh, site for sure. You would definitely share that on the site. That would be awesome. So, um, I'd like to try it myself, actually. Yeah, but that wraps up our Patreon questions. So, yeah. Okay, cool. Damn, we're like two hours into this episode. Oh, Just easily. us. It's, our episodes have been getting longer and longer. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Longer and longer. But, yes. um... All right, guys. Well, we're going to wrap up this week's episode. Um, yeah. You know, as always, you can hit us up on our Facebook page, our Twitter, you name it, we're everywhere. Email, podcasthscalecustoms.com, all over the place. So, um, there was a lot of people that liked the uh, show we had last week with uh, yeah, Bob. That was an uh, awesome Gale. one. Yeah. And it looks and like it turned out great. I got a message from Bob, and he enjoyed being on the show. Uh, a lot. He sent an uh, email to me, and he's listened to a couple of our other ones as of late, um, and uh, he he really enjoyed those as well. So um, it's uh, glad to ha- glad to have him on. It was awesome. We got to get him on again, and uh, soon talk about techniques and things. Soon we will have um, not next <clears throat> week, but we're working on it. It's in the works. We'll, we will eventually be getting in the very short term. Um, Jake and Dave. Uh, from Crescent Creek Models, back ah, two on weeks from now. to do our uh, what do we end? What did we end up calling that? Coast two to coast weeks on the twenty ninth. What did we call that one? Record it. Uh, East meets west. East meets west. We're going to be doing our East meets west recap or a reunion. Yep. We need to start. Yep. We need to work out with these guys like a even if it's schedule. even we if it's it. even if it's semi annual. We do it twice a year. Uh, I think it- I think we could do it. Um, something we'll work on it. Three we'll, times, we'll, maybe three, four times a year. We'll work great. on it with them. We'll work on something. But it'd be fun to get those guys on and just do a little bit of you know shooting the breeze between what's going on over there. Right. On Dave the West Beacon, Coast. Jake Johnson, that'd be great. Yeah, but uh, I love having Jake on. And I love having and Dave on too. Those guys yeah. were a riot last couple times we had them on. So. Uh, uh, I can't wait to get those guys on here, not next week, but looking forward to getting them on here at the end of January, beginning of yep. February, wherever yep. it works out. But, um, yeah. But awesome stuff. We're going to wrap up this week's episode. As always, you know where to find us. Um, Got it. We're officially ending this one at an hour and 58 minutes. Woo! Dang! <laughs> All right. <laughs> Have a All good right. weekend, everybody. Enjoy it. I know it's going to be shitty weather here, so we're going to be bundled in and buckled up down in our basements working on some crazy stuff. So follow us online, and uh, we're going to be posting a bunch. So that's it. Later. Bye.